It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings. On Wrecked Rankings. Hey everybody, this is Nathan here, and if you are a fan of rankings, you are in luck because we've got more for you today, and we've got a great topic on the way, but first, I'd like to ask you, Matt, what beer are we drinking today? Oh man, we got a doozy today. So if you listened last week, we were drinking about a year old Miller Lite. <laughs> uh, today we're drinking a beer from El Segundo Brewing Company, uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. And, you know, normally we're not a fan of IPAs, but, you know, we tried this one last week, and it's... It's not like any IPA I've ever had. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, but this one is a stunner. And, and yes, <laughs> you heard it right. Uh, this is the Steve Austin, the stone-cold Steve Austin that many of us have come to uh, know and love over the years. Yeah, we, we were big wrestling fans growing up. Yeah. So, so then, moving into our topic for today. So today's topic is vacations. And more specifically, U.S. vacation spots. you have anything to... To say about that, Matthew. So, uh, with this ranking, we're talking all U.S. states, so not just the contingent forty-eight. You know, so we include Alaska and Hawaii in there. You know, they forgot they get forgotten about quite a bit, but you know what? We don't forget about them here on ranked rankings. Yeah, and I think I think vacation is an important topic. Uh, if we're being honest with ourselves, one of the things we look forward to at work every day is when's our next vacation? When's the holidays coming up? And, and sometimes those are joined together where you take a vacation over the holiday. So it's it's something that's it's integral in, into uh, surviving the workday, making it until that point. So I, I think it's something that we all know and love, and it's, it's important to all of us. Yeah, you know, besides coffee, vacations are the only thing <laughs> that keep me going throughout the workday. You know, getting to use any PTO time I have to just get out of the office and, and get away from business travel. True. And then, so I guess we're going to go rank the, the best and worst. And one thing I'd like to add is, I guess before we get into the rankings, that I, one of the things I considered is that there's all kinds of different vacations out there. People go on vacations for different reasons. They're looking for different things to come out of that vacation. So I tried to uh, accommodate that with my listing, considering that there's different things that people look for in a vacation. And I'm also aware that when you go on vacation, the lengths can vary. You may only have a weekend. You may have a couple weeks. So that that's something that may come up here and there as I go through my list. Is there, is there anything you have to add before we start, Matt? You know, my list is a little less fun. You know, vacations are more typically a, a positive subject, right? So thinking of the worst vacations, um, it's more so you don't want to spend any of your time. All of my top five are places you wouldn't want to spend a, a quick weekend you wouldn't want to spend seven to ten days. You wouldn't want to take your family here under any circumstances. <laughs> so, you know, mine just overall savings. I, I think we can agree that there's nothing worse than going on a vacation that you hate and that you regret spending your time off and your money to go do. So I, I think that list could be possibly even more valuable than mine in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, you could just vacation in your backyard with like an inflatable like pool and, and have a better time than some of the places on my list. All right. So I think we're ready to get started here. So, all right, going into, I'll start off first with the best list. So number five, best U.S. vacation spot. I have put New York City here. Huh. And so okay. there's, there's a lot that kind of goes into my thought process on this one. So first of all, I mean, if you're looking for a typical American city or you wanting to go do various tourist attractions, go go see some sites, go do some different things. New York City provides you that. So you've got the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, which are, are I mean, some of the most iconic uh, U.S. tourist spots that you can go to. 
I mean, you also have Times Square, which everybody knows. Um, is, and especially if you're American, I mean, you can go pay respects at the 9-11 memorials and museums. There's things like that. I mean, there, there's other stuff you can do. You can go see the world's largest trash can, though I think it's more formally known as Yankee Stadium. Um, wow. They have uh, a great food culture there, so there's always going to be restaurants during your trip that you can go 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 try. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Red Rooster in Harlem. If you've never heard of it, look it up. It's it's fantastic. Um, but but ultimately, there's a lot to do there. You can go to Broadway if you have the the money. Um, there there's lots of different tours you can go on if you're a fan of Friends or Seinfeld or what have you. So, what are your initial thoughts now, on hold that? On. Now, so you've been right. So, did you go to Times Square? Yes. What did you think of Times Square? Because you hear everyone say, "Avoid it like the plague." So, I mean, it, it's one of those things. I think you should see once. I don't know if going a second time provides much value, but I think it's something that just going there at least once and saying that you've been there and kind of seen the uh, bustle of a busy day, I, I think it's I think it's something worth doing. Yeah, I mean, the only time I ever wanted to see it, you know, as a kid, one of my favorite movies was um, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> so, like, seeing Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger fight over Turbo Man... Like I, would say, I would say I'm losing respect right now, but I love that movie as well. <laughs> it's really bad, but it's really fantastic. We're going to have to rate Christmas movies at some point. I think that, you know, that is actually that, that, a really that, good topic. That, that, that's a good there, one. there is a lot of fights that will happen. I'm going to write that, that down. Please do. But, but I would say going into uh, other elements of a trip to New York City, I think the ideal concept would be to pair New York City with another northeastern city in a trip. So if you have, you know, a week or two to spend. So yeah, obviously with New York City you can do a lot of tourist type stuff, but while you're in that area of the country, if you could go in either a, a southwest or a northeastern direction, I think another great city to go to would either be like Washington, DC or Boston to where you can kind of incorporate another city in a trip too where you can also go in and take it in like a more historical side, less touristy side of the vacation as well because i mean with boston you have lots of uh, american revolution sites you can go see they have cool museums there they have also great food there I'll, I'll i'll recommend a lot of the seafood and and even the italian food in, in boston i mean washington dc i washington dc obviously have a lot of uh, u.s history everything from you know pretty much all presidencies to civil rights movement to uh, pretty much everything you could ever hope for about the history of our governments i think there's other locations you can pair with and you could have kind of a dichotomy of vacations to where you could spend part of it in New York, part of it in one of these other cities. I didn't mention Philadelphia, but that, that's also one that could help as well. I, I think if you're trying to plan a well-rounded vacation, so that's, that, that's my ideal concept of New York because honestly, it's not my absolute favorite vacation spot. Uh, and obviously it didn't make the top of the list hitting here at number five, but I think what really brings out its values if you go to one of the neighboring areas as well. Uh, I find it interesting that you piggybacked, you know, you try to, you know, bolster it with other cities. Um, it's, very, like, it's like you're making it's a dish. A you, have to, you have to add in garlic and other flavors. You have to make it mesh well and go together. It's an interesting strategy there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, on to the number five worst. Uh, remember, this is just domestic. So, uh, Dallas, Texas. So Dallas, Texas, you know, if you're not a Texan, uh, you, you may consider this, you know, like the biggest city, it, you know, it, it's probably the biggest travel hub out of all the Texas cities. Uh, you have DFW and Love Airports. Um, let me tell you, Dallas, Texas is 
the worst city in Texas by far. If you want a true Texan experience, don't go there. Don't go to Fort Worth, any of the surrounding suburban areas. A couple things. It's South Oklahoma. It's not really Texas. <laughs> so what are, what are some of Dallas's you know claims to fame here? So you have AT&T Stadium. So you have Jerry World. So if you want to see a team go 8-8, eight and eight, that's where you go. So if, if you want to just... I've been to a football game in that stadium. You know what ends up happening, Nathan? You end up paying like $300 for a ticket, and you just stare at the Jumbotron the whole time. <laughs> Why would you want to do that to yourself? Just stay home, and you're a lazy boy, you know, with a hot dog and a beer, and, and you save all that money. Why would you want to go do that? It's awful. That whole area is just riddled with traffic. You know what's next to it? You have the Texas Rangers and their stadium. They just finished renovations. But it doesn't stop their team from being the worst in the AL West. It's awful. Just so, so this is a rant against the whole Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area. That's yeah. So it's technically Dallas, but DFW is a whole conglomerate. It's kind of okay. like the Greater Houston area. Um, you, you know, you have Six Flags over Texas. You know why they said over Texas? Because they realized they sucked, so they had to try to bolster their name. You know, go to San Antonio. It's better. It's more relaxed. Six Flags is better. The rides are better. All three of those those two stadiums and Six Flags are all next to each other. Actually, so, Six Flags over Texas is a couple of good roller coasters. Like what? What's the the there, Titan? Is that there, the, yeah? That's the, the Texas the Titan. Yeah. yeah, that one's that one's pretty good. That one's, that one's a big. One. I know they have a Batman one there. It's supposed supposedly really good. Um, as far as Six Flags go, it's actually a pretty decent park. Well, it's better than what we had in Houston, but again, it's not better than some of your other theme parks throughout throughout the country. Um, other big claims of fame, you know, people talk about the State Fair. So every year there's a state fair in, in, in Texas. You know why we hate it? It brings people from Oklahoma down here. Why would you want to take your, your family and spend your hard-earned money to go see people from Oklahoma? Don't do that. What? You want to okay. say something? All right. Counterpoint to that. Okay. Well, all right. So the, going to the Texas State Fair, because this is actually going to be one of my counterpoints to your uh, number five ranking here, period. So uh, going to directly what you said, you, you hate it because it brings people from Oklahoma here. Isn't it also, from a different perspective, kind of awesome because they have to come and see how great things are via the state fair and see all of these great, horrible foods we're able to produce for our bodies and taste how uh, tremendous they are. And then at the end, they they have to drive back to Oklahoma and go back to where they're from. I could see that point, but let me raise you one. So one weekend out of that state fair, it's not just Oklahoma people. It's people from Norman, Oklahoma, that come down here. Hey, well, well, after the weekend, they're also gone. So it's not like you're stuck with them the no, entirety see, of the state it, fair. It, it's worse. It's you're trying to enjoy your your family and your friends, and you have a bunch of drunk Oklahoma Sooner fans there. You should know. You went to UT. <laughs> this is true. So you know, every year, you know the the Red River River rivalry. I don't know why it's always. I still call it the shootout. You still call it the shootout. I, I, I refuse to. Or, or the, I think there's another name suggested is the State Fair Street Fight. I think that may be actually a better name overall. Yeah, but every year that, that game takes place essentially in the fair. <laughs> so it's just, you know, no matter what team wins, you know, it's just a, a drunken fest afterwards and before. So it's like, it, it's not a pleasant time. I can't deny that. I, I guess another thing I'll have to say for Dallas is that uh, my wife is from there, so that... That, that automatically adds some cool points to the, the city there. It adds cool points. And I think... Uh, 
they also have what uh, I'm, I'm stretching here, but don't they have a medieval times in the Dallas area? If that's not I'm, exclusive. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to grasp on what I can here because that's I, like saying they have I, the chilies. I know I'm going to be in trouble at home if I don't uh, put up a better fight here. So no, there's nothing about Dallas. Look, they have like this uptown area, but it's like five overpriced bars where you all of them you have to pay a cover, and it's an awful place. You know they're known for strip clubs. Do you really want that? Is that what, is that what you want to go do on your vacation, Nathan? You want to go to a strip club? No, you don't. Because you're a respectable young man, and Dallas is just not the place for you. They have the worst construction traffic of anyone in the South. So some places in Texas have horrible traffic. Austin notoriously has horrible traffic, but that's just because the infrastructure wasn't built for as many people. Dallas, there was always about 80% of the highways under construction. Whether it's renovation, whether it's adding new toll lanes, I don't understand it. You know, I travel there for work. And it's like getting around that city is the worst. And we're from Houston. Houston has terrible traffic. But Dallas, it's just like, it's inconsiderate. It's like, oh, we're going to have these construction workers, and we're going to have these confusing tollways, and we're going to divert you onto odd roads that don't get you where <laughs> you need to go. And when you're on a vacation, you don't need that confusion. I, I can't dispute that. I think uh, that, that's a very firm point. Uh, do you have anything more to add on the, the Dallas hatred here? Just go to Houston or go to Austin. That's it. All right, so then moving on to... Number four on the best list. Here, I've got a classic in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas, I think, gets kind of uh, pigeonholed into a one-trick pony with uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties by a lot of people. But honestly, I think Vegas is a lot more... It has a lot more versatility than people give it credit for. So, I mean, of course, you've got, you know, the gambling side of Vegas. But there's also much more there between, you know... The, the food options, you know, the uh, places you're staying, and, and then the shows that they have. So it's, to, to put it in, like, brief terms, it's like when you go to Vegas, you've got everybody vying for your attention to try and make you go to one place or another. So mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like the last stand of the Wild West where said, who's got the fastest gun, who's got the, the coolest new thing to show you. So it's, it's basically you have people actively competing to show you why they have the most cool thing to do. So you almost don't even have to do much of the work once you're there. They'll, they'll draw you in somewhere or another, depending on whatever your interests are. But, uh, I mean, going into the types of trips you can have there, I mean, obviously, yeah, bachelor or bachelorette parties, that, that's, that's very doable. But, I mean, th- they have enough different things to where you could go, you know, on a quick friends trip. You could, you could even have a, a family trip if you want, depending on what types of activities you want to do. Um, so it's, yeah, cause like, apart from the gambling, which we all know, and by the way, there's all types of new gambling out there with, uh, virtual technology. It's, it's kind of odd. I'm not sure if I would do it, but, uh, m- moving away from the gambling side, I mean, the shows that they have there, I mean, they, they range in all types of things. I mean, between, you know, the magic shows to, I mean, your more bachelor, bachelor party oriented shows to, I mean, other cool things where you're seeing acrobatics, you know, Cirque du Soleil type type things going on. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things that you can find that, that would interest a variety of people. What do you think? Yeah, so, you know, just a, a disclaimer. So we had Nathan's bachelor party in Las Vegas, and, and that was just a fantastic time. I mean, speaking of the shows, you know, we saw one called Absinthe um, at Caesar's Palace. Highly recommend that show. It, it was amazing. There's so many acrobatics and, and arts, and yeah, a little adult humor in there, but like, just the things they do and it, with the precision and, I don't know, it, it's just a magical experience. There's, there's an energy about that whole place that is it, just fantastic. It just yeah. 
whether it's the oxygen they're pumping into the casinos <laughs> or what, you know, everyone's jazzed up. And now, you know, with the uh, influx of like sports betting and mm-hmm. those things that have really, you know, made sports books a fun place to hang out. Now you get a beer, you get some wings and you sit there yeah. and you watch college football. I think that's exactly it. You could you could do all kinds of experience there. Say if you just want to sit around and gamble on sports, I mean, you could just plop a seat, you know, put down some bets, eat some food, you know, have a beer, whatever your drink of choice would be, and just relax. You could go completely zen mode if you want. Or you could go, you know, go out to a club if, you, if you'd like. They have all kinds of nightlife entertainment uh, that you could do that goes on not only during the night, but also during the day between clubs, pool parties, you name it, everything. But another point that I'd like to bring into this is the restaurants there. Mm-hmm. So from a food perspective, obviously Vegas has a lot of restaurants, but uh, going deeper onto that, a lot of the resorts have buffets. And I'll tell you this, I am a huge fan of the concept of buffets, and I'm worried <laughs> about what coronavirus may do to the future of the buffet business, but... There's something to me about the possibility of eating however much it is of whatever you want that I just absolutely adore. You know, and that's the thing too, right? Because like, especially for the price you pay in Las Vegas, there's something to be said about just the concept of choices. Just having options is is, is fantastic. And, you know, the buffet we went to, it's just, there's so much. <laughs> like, like, you know you're going to come out at, at a loss, right? But it's like, you just, it's the spectacle of it. It's just, I mean, I've never been somewhere before because it's also, as far as buffets go, the quality, like a normal buffet, like in your your town is going to be, you know, probably lower quality foods, that kind of deal. Whereas when you go to Vegas, I mean, really it's kind of, it, it coincides with keeping you in the resort. So they're, they're providing you very, very high quality foods. So I could go, I went up to a line and they said, how many crab legs would you like? And I could basically get as many crab legs as I desired. As long as I, I'm guessing if my request got too unreasonable, then that, that would have been what changed it. But I, I've just never had that kind of service of that kind of quality food at a buffet in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, too, yes, it, it can be a very expensive city uh, to vacation in. However, you can do it cheaply. So if, mm-hmm. if you're gambling on the, on the floors of casinos, they'll bring you drinks. Like they'll they'll come by and ask you what you want. So like as long as you're you know contributing something, even if you're playing slots, like they'll bring you something. It may not be you know as fast as you want, but like there are ways to get around that. You know there was many like little shops where you. What was the one deal we saw? You could get like a, a hot dog and a beer for like two bucks yeah. or something. So like and you can walk around with it. So it's like mm-hmm. yes, it can be as expensive or it can be as frugal as you want, as long yeah. as you uh, keep your wits about you. All these places, they really want to get you in, so they're, they're willing to take a loss on, on food and drink just to get you to choose their place over others. And it honestly, it creates a consumer paradise, but going into what you said, I think the last point I'll bring up is that Vegas is very accommodating to whatever budget and trip length you would like. Because, I mean, if you're on the watch, you could find different travel deals. So, like, say if you maybe only have time for a weekend, you, you could be, be on the lookout for maybe there's a good travel deal to take care of. Maybe maybe different resorts or hotels are offering deals that you can look at where you could possibly look at, you know, even a shorter trip with a smaller budget. You could make it work if you're, if you're vigilant enough. Or you could go stay in a penthouse in uh, Caesar's Palace if you just want to go all out for whatever reason. But... 
I, I think yeah, you could you can make it work no matter what what kind of budget and time length you're talking about. So I think that really adds to the versatility that we talked about. Yeah, it, it really is the perfect example of just our capitalistic society. It <laughs> is a free market. You smell there, capitalism. Yeah, there there are choices, and you know businesses try to get you with your choices. All right, Matt, what do you got on the number four on the worst list? Well, partially on the other side of that spectrum, uh, the fourth worst is New Jersey. <laughs> so kind of included in that. You just hate the state of New Jersey? Or? Well, one, it's very small. So it doesn't take very this long to drive across New Jersey. It, it's almost like it's not much bigger than driving across Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> it, in traffic, it's really not. Um, you have Atlantic City. Atlantic City has declined just rapidly. It's it's like a New Jersey's. It's like Las Vegas's stepbrother in the <laughs> sense that, like, yeah, it used to be kitschy back in the '90s, but the quality's gone down. Um, and I think honestly, like the advent of you know the Jersey Shore show, like hurt it because then it made it all kitschy to go to you know New Jersey. Oh, let's go to the Jersey Shore. Let's party. Let's go to the boardwalk. But now it's like you try to go there and you try to relax. And it's just a tourist trap. You have all these little souvenir shops on the boardwalks. You have all these pizzerias popping up everywhere. And it's just, it might be good if you're a college kid. You know, you want to have a, you know, a frat party. You want to go to like, you know, just hang out and, and, and be a jerk. But if, if you want to relax or if you want to take your family there, go somewhere else. Um, and, you know, the Jersey Shore isn't just one city. There are many cities. You have Ocean City. You have Margate, um, and the locals can be very mean. You know, Nathan, there's a word that they call tourists. Do you know what it is? I'm assuming it's some form of profanity, so I'm going to... No, it's not. The, uh, Benny's is what they call tourists to Upper New Jersey, especially in any New Yorkers that come into vacation. Benny's. You know, if you're from the South, or if you watch, like, Rocket Power, you may have heard of it as uh, Shoebies. <laughs> Essentially the same concept. It's that, just that's term I am familiar with. tourists hanging out, you know, clogging up all the good waves and the good beach that locals can't really grab. Um, it's just not a good word. You know, there are cities in there like Hoboken is one of the closest cities to New York. You know, that's like Hoboken. You know what that means? That is Native American for overpriced everything. <laughs> Everything's overpriced. And you know what the worst thing about vacationing in New Jersey is? You can't pump your own gas. It is illegal still for you to pump your own gas. I have heard about that. I had a boss who spent some time in New Jersey and talked about they uh, they were scolded multiple times as they got used to that rule. So like, and they keep citing it's for safety reasons, but like that's just implying people are new, from New Jersey are incapable of pumping gas. They think that they're going to burn everything down. <laughs> so like, I, I don't get it. I like pumping my own gas. I don't want to feel the obligation to tip somebody when I'm on vacation for pumping gas. Are you serious? I think we're definitely in agreement on the gas. And then also, yeah, going to your talks. I mean, go, going back to the Jersey Shore, I, I, I do like boardwalks. I think boardwalks can boardwalks be very are fantastic. They can be great. But uh, the the issue is that there's boardwalks in, in many areas of the country that you can enjoy. So if this boardwalk comes with a uh, heavy level of condescension, then maybe it doesn't sound like the most pleasant place to be while you're on vacation trying to relax. Because I think that's the last thing you need is somebody telling you about how uh, bad of a person you are. For uh, coming there, yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you you don't need to deal with those bros, you know, the gym tan laundry kind of bros. You don't deal with that on your vacation. You're paying for this vacation. Get out. Well, it sounds like uh, so. I know from Jersey Shore, they always told you never fall in love with the Jersey Shore, but it sounds like 
maybe that's really good advice because these people sound very angry to where you would never benefit from such it's a like they hate themselves yeah absolutely all right yeah i think i think that one's pretty straightforward i, I won't i won't fight you too much on that one so then i guess going to number three on the best list here i have the grand canyon and so this one i, I mean really is is pretty simple so I, I was thinking you know on vacation a lot of times some people want to go to go see something cool from a nature type perspective. You want to go see a national park of some sorts. You want to see something that you can't see inside of a city. If you're a city living person or even, you know, in other areas where you don't have natural landscapes that you can take in and appreciate. So this one really just came down to, okay, with the U S what, what's the coolest thing that you can go see? So out of all of those, the different options there, I mean, obviously there's Yosemite, there's Yellowstone, there, there's all kinds of things. And when it came down to it, um, there's just, there's really nothing that has the feel and environment, uh, the, the aura of the Grand Canyon. I, I mean, you, you, you can go there and basically feel like you're, you're pretty much in a Western movie, but, but also it's, you, you can spend a fair amount of time going seeing some of the, the, the formations there to where, it, it, it encompasses whether you only want to go stop for a day on the middle of a road trip to go take in a piece of it. You can go stay longer. You can go do bike rides, mule riding. You can go hike through it. You could camp there if you want to where you could basically spend as much time with the Grand Canyon as you would like to, to where it pretty much takes in all those different options and lets you one, see that natural site and then B, depending on what you're, plan length of stay is and what kind of trip you're on. If you're incorporating into a bigger trip, it lets you make those options and, you know, take the full amount of enjoyment that you would appreciate for your personal circumstances. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. So I've never been, um, I feel like it's one of those trips though, where you would have to have a long period of time. Like it's not one of those trips because one, it's not really convenient to get out to. Yeah. So, like, I think it's, like, three or four hours from Las Vegas, and I think it's, like, three or four hours from Phoenix. So, like, y- you need to have a block of time to go. I feel like you would want to camp to get the full experience of it. Um, just because I heard that, you know, there are great little, you know, streams, and you know, great campgrounds in it. Um, I don't think it's one of those places you just want to kind of drive to and go, eh, yeah. we saw it. <laughs> it's one of those ones where if you're planning a big cross-country road trip and, road trip and you can uh, afford to have, you know, a couple hours out of the way, depending on what your planned locations are. The Grand Canyon could actually work pretty well for those, those types of instances. But yeah, like you said, if you want to take the full enjoyment out of it, um, and you could go stay there and, and like I said, yeah, you can also go on the Colorado river. You could spend some time, you know, doing other, other types of activities too while, while you're there. So it just really depends on what, what you have to commit and what kind of trip you're in the middle of. Yeah. But no, like I said, it's always looked amazing. I've always wanted to go out to it. I think there was one episode of Rugrats where, like, they were going out to the Grand Canyon and they got stalled at some, like, motel. They ended up getting there. (laughs) But I do remember that from my childhood. Sorry. That was a weird tangent to go on. Um, Ironic that your last one was the Grand Canyon because my number three worst uh, vacation is Mount Rushmore. (laughs) So, a couple things with Mount Rushmore. It's not as cool as the Grand Canyon. So it's super old. Okay. And it's out of the way. So, like, it's in South Dakota. So, like, it's one of those things you go look at, 
for 30 minutes, and then you go, <laughs> oh, I'm in South Dakota. Why am I here? It's not even the best Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota's better. So, like, one, in, especially if you have a family, like, your kids would get bored. Like, what are you doing? So, it's in the Black Hills National Forest, which is about over 450 miles of, like, you know, trails and things to do. You know what 450 miles means? That's too much choice. If you're, you know, you're trying to plan a trip, you're like, well, where the heck do I start? Why do I need this much choice? It's awful. You know, it, it's a very evil place. It's evil. It's evil. Remember, it was Dr. Evil had a layer in it from Austin Powers. It, the, a map of it was written on the back of the Declaration of Independence in National Treasure 2. One of the most underrated movies of all time with Nicolas Cage. I do love the National Treasure movies. and Why haven't they made a third one? Nick Cage himself is a national treasure. So he really... Why haven't they made a third it. one? It's a Disney property, isn't it? A man can hope. Right? Don't, don't they have the rights to that? I want to say they do. There needs to be a third one. Maybe they could go to the Grand Canyon. That. But I was... <laughs> You know, so, like, there's a lot of weird juju with it. You know, three, it hasn't been updated in forever. You know, it's 2020. There's cosmetic surgeries it can get. There's yeah. It can be freshened up. We can add new faces to it. Is it always going to stay the same? Do you think it's always going to stay the same? Do you think there's ever going to be any additions to it? Uh, I mean, looking at the, I, I'm no artist, but looking at the spacing uh, of the formation and what they have on there, it seems like it'd be hard to, to work with that, though. I mean, I could be proven wrong on that, but I mean, going into to, to some of your points, I mean, to counter it just a, a bit, I mean, what we've done is truly American. We have taken nature itself and made it reflect our government, which I, I think is kind of a great metaphor or analogy or whatever the correct term is for, for how we handle our lives. On the negatives, I guess we like to inject politics in anything, which is, uh, in this case, the uh, side of natural rock landscapes. So I, I could see if that's not your thing, how, how that would uh, not necessarily be seen as a positive. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it's it, it's hard to justify making a trip all the way out to the middle of nowhere, South Dakota, just to see some dang rocks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things... I- I believe the final cost to build it or to pay someone to, to work on it, I think the architect was, it was like almost a million dollars. I think it was like $990 million to do. Is that really worth it? I mean, I guess if you think about maybe how much money it's brought into local uh, places to stay, things like that, over time it's probably paid dividends. But Like it was worked on during the Great Depression. I want to say it started in the late 20s and it was done in like... Sounds like it got a great discount then. (laughs) Maybe it would have cost a lot more. I I don't really know. But like it just... It seems like it's such a... It's a very odd thing to green light, you know? Okay. Well, let's say... Let's say if you are retired to where you have a lot of time to spend. And then you could make a trip, in theory, where you go to see Mount Rushmore... But also, you were willing to make a, I guess, I guess seven and a half hour drive to also go see Yellowstone, to where it's not you, the same state; it's way west. Yeah, but I mean, if you're willing to take that time, like say, maybe, maybe it's an ideal vacation spot or like or like a uh, stop along the way. If you have, you know, kind of an indefinite amount of time to where you could basically 
road trip around uh you know South Dakota and Wyoming and what have you maybe, maybe there's maybe there's certain situations where it fits in the picture a little bit easier than spending precious vacation time from work to go see uh, a rock that's a that's a stretch just in the amount of time it would take to travel in between those like that's like saying hey you know, LA's okay, but if you're able to add Las Vegas to it, just go ahead and do that. Okay, all right. Let me ask. Have you seen Mount Rushmore in person? I have not. Do you want to see it in person before you die? I feel like I've seen it well enough on Google Maps to like it, I would be disappointed if I went and saw it in person. Okay, you know yeah, what? I, I love I love U.S. history. <clears throat> I just feel like it's not justified. I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. Okay, so then going on to number two on my list here. We have good old Hawaii. And, and so this one, I mean, when you think about it, it may be a little bit of an unfair addition to the list because it's so unique to where, I mean, you're going way the heck out west to pretty much islands that have nothing to do with the rest of the United States. And and that gives it pretty much a crazy advantage because it's, it's basically like you're taking a U.S. vacation in theory by technicality. But really, you're going to a whole different place where you've got, you know, a completely different environment, uh, completely different culture, different things to do to where it basically feels like you're taking a foreign vacation while still maintaining, you know, the technical U.S. Uh, naming for, for your, uh, your, your trip type there. And so also going to that, too, is, I mean, people love beach vacations. And so when you think about the U.S., I mean, you've got what? You've got Florida, you've got California, you've got different places where, where people love the beach. I mean, in Texas, we have the Galveston area, which... Uh, it's, a, it's a real muddy water it's got kind a, of situation. It's got all kinds of things you could say about it. There's multiple descriptions that be fitting, but, I mean, you go to Hawaii, and, I mean, from just a general beach perspective, I, I mean, it's got... It's got some pretty great advantages over other areas of the United States. Do you have any thoughts on this so far, Matt? You know, I've, I've always wanted to travel to Hawaii. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where, again, you need a lot of travel time to get out there. Sure. Um, but there's many things that intrigue me about it. I mean, the waters look amazing. I love Spam. And, you know, <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I know, you know, it's it's of use down there. You know, I, I tell people around here I like Spam. They're like... That's gross. I hate you. Get out of my house. That's what they tell me. So I've always wanted to go and, and just relax. You know, one of my favorite movies, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fantastic movie. It takes place in Hawaii. I have nothing bad to say about it. I, I want to go. Yeah. And it's, I guess the barriers are one, like Matt said, I mean, you have to have a fair amount of time to designate to this because if you're going to make the the time and effort to go, you should make sure you have a fair amount of time to actually spend there. I mean, obviously it can be you know, more expensive than, than other locations, but there's all kinds of cool things to do. I mean, some of the things that I haven't mentioned, I mean, you can go do volcano tours. I mean, uh, you could obviously relax on the beach. I mean, you could go eat, uh, you know, you go have a luau experience where you can go in and also maybe learn some cultural things as well along the way. There's, there's all types of things that you can do. You could ride even uh, a helicopter around and go take, you know, cool aerial views of the area. There, there's, Pretty much an endless amount of things you could do, but ultimately at the end of the day, the biggest benefit is that it's really a break from the normal, which is the point of a vacation, and Hawaii is definitely unlike anything else in the U.S. So I think that that's really what distinguishes it as a vacation spot. Yeah, I mean, nothing more to say. It's just uh, mine your wallet when you're there. It is expensive. 
Alright, what's number two, Matt, on the worst list? Speaking of expensive, uh, San Francisco, California. So... Did not expect that one. Yeah, it's kind of an odd one, right? So, when you kind of get down and think about it, what's there to do in San Francisco? It's gotten really, you know, popular lately. Um, You know, Silicon Valley, uh, a bunch of jobs. But, like, you wouldn't want to take your family there. They have one of the worst homeless problems of any city in the country. So, the disparity, there is no middle class there. There's rich, ticky startups, (laughs) and then there's homeless people walking around. Is that really what you want, you know, to, to put your family through? Um, also, you know, popular things like the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, it's cool, but it, it's a bridge, you know. It, in about an 80-year period, I think they found like 1,400 bodies from suicides from the bridge. So is that yeah, really what that's, you... that's not the bridge's fault. Is, just, is it? I guess it provides an opportunity, so maybe in, in some perspectives it is. But, Could the architect okay, not have solved that problem? Well, you want to just create a giant net on the... Uh, Nathan, uh, from 1937 to 2012, it was about 1,400 bodies found. Could they I not mean, have done anything within mean? an 80-something year period? A wall? A fence? Could they not have tried any harder? I mean... From an American perspective, I guess you'd be restricting the freedoms of people to choose. I guess. you know uh, uh, That's the most offensive solution of explanation fine, I can think but of. But I'm saying it's not really, that's not the, you know, it, it's a bridge at the end of the day. But your, your city probably has It one. is a cool bridge, though. You have to at least admit that. No. I mean, no. Okay. No. I'm not going out to a city on, on the coast to look at a bridge. It's not happening. Look, think about other things. So Okay. So, no, let me continue here. So you have, uh, I think it's called Lombard Street. So it's like the big street on a hill that like zigzags. Why would you want to do that to yourself? I feel like if you got on it, you wouldn't be able to enjoy it. You would just be focusing on like hard left (laughs) and then hard right. So like it looks cool, but you could just look at pictures of it on the internet and understand, (laughs) okay, yeah, it's a zigzaggy road. Again, why wouldn't the engineer solve that? What are we doing? Why are we making things so inconvenient for people? Would you rather to alter natural landscapes and make them mold to our uh, ideas and preferences of straight lines? Didn't Mount Rushmore take the landscape and mold it to what? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So now, now, now you're complimenting Mount Rushmore, which is also on your worst list. I'm complimenting it, you, but there you're, are you're, you're wanting your cake and eating it too at the same. Like uh, you don't, no, you don't understand. All right, <laughs> okay. You know what? Who would want to go to a place with so many hills? Why would you want to do that? Do you want to? Do you want to die? Do you want to go down a hill and get hit by a bus? How does a hill automatically equal death? Are you serious? So so you think the only thing hills are good for is for people to die? Pretty much. Either you die by getting hit by something or you're trying to bike up the hill and you run out of stamina. I mean, in all fairness, I do say I will die on this hill. Fair enough. So uh, I'll I'll, I'll let you have some truth there. Yeah. So, you know, your most popular things are a zigzagged hill, uh, a bridge, and a prison... I love Alcatraz, so I, I... We have prisons here. Like, some states have prison rodeos yeah. where you can go and you can buy art from but, the inmates. But you don't have Prison Island, which is... I mean, Alcatraz no. is... No, Alcatraz is awful. You know why? It, it's it's really one of the stages of 
one of the worst named movies of all times, The Rock. <laughs> all right, The Rock. You know, it, it's an insult to him, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> to have a movie named The Rock, and it's not him in it. Why would you want to do that? Oh my god! Why would you have Sean Connery in a movie in 1996 named The Rock? Awful. So you think he should be able to retroactively change the the name of the yes. movie because it insults the uh, legacy he created afterwards? Why not? There are certain movies now. You go on Disney Plus, they have disclaimers like, "Hey, this movie may be offensive to audiences today, but we, you know, it was a part of our time. Why not put a disclaimer in there? Have some respect. Have some doing- respect for The Rock. Yes. How dare they? Hey, I gotta say though, if you go to Alcatraz, if you if you do it, take one of the tours where they let you stay there at night, because you get the coolest view of the city. If you're basically going outside Alcatraz, you can see pretty much everything lit up as if you're on a boat outside of it. That that's one thing I'll say. But then I guess countering some of your other points, I mean, there's there's other cool things to see. Like if you go to uh, the the ballpark for the San Francisco Giants, I believe now it's called Oracle Park. I mean, it's. It's a beautiful baseball park. And and one thing I will say is kind of from local food perspectives, you, you can eat garlic fries there. And that is, I sure. mean, it's, it's definitely an improvement on a, a standard now, ballpark fries. Now, hold on here. I'm glad you brought up AT&T Park because I looked at beer prices. nine fifty for a small draft beer. Nine. Hey, call, call it Oracle 50. Park. They paid a lot of money to put their beer I don't park. care what they paid. Terrible place. The only the only redeeming quality is occasionally Metallica plays. Okay, that's about I'll, it. I'll I'll agree. Yeah, San Francisco. It is. It's a very expensive place. Where outside the concept uh, of a vacation trip there, I don't think I would ever consider living there because yeah, the price you pay versus what you get from a living perspective, it's it's it, it's enormous. Unless unless you're filthy rich, and if you are, I mean. Congrats to you. Go live in San Francisco. It's it's got a lot of cool things there. I mean, the, the other thing I'll mention is Ghirardelli's from San Francisco, and they have the Ghirardelli Market Square where you can get uh, some. It's like it's cool little touristy yeah, spot. But, but there are Ghirardelli stores across the country now. So yeah, like, they'll, they'll make you this fantastic Sunday or. I had that in Disney World. That's true. I won't. <laughs> so, but like, and you know, there, one there's a place you can get, but it, it's com- it's combined with the city. No, and you know what? One of my biggest pet peeves of the city, one of my biggest pet peeves in general is parking or lack of available <laughs> parking. There is no parking in San Francisco, kind of like Austin. I hate Austin because there's no parking for anything. So you spend half the time searching for a spot, and then because there's so many damn hills in San Francisco, you can't park properly, and then you're trying to shove quarters into a meter. So just yeah. get out of here. San Francisco parking is a nightmare. The, yeah. the, last, the last plug I will make is in the Mission District of San Francisco. They have one of the best burritos I've ever had in my life at a place called La Taqueria. It's the most uh, original name I know, but if you ever go and you're ever in the area, please just try one. It is, it's worth the experience. You may have to wait in a line for a long time, but just fight through it. Just do it. You won't regret it. All I'm saying is don't cheer for any of their sports teams. The Giants, a bunch of bandwagon fans with Barry Bonds, that cheater. The Golden State Warriors, which aren't even really in the same city. Kind of how most of their teams are. You know, you don't want to go to Oracle Stadium <laughs> with a bunch of those weird techies and hang out. And then, you know, the 49ers. No one likes the 49ers. Just get out. <laughs> go away. All right, so now, going into the top of the best list. At number one, Disney World. World I, or land? 
Disney World. Okay. Never Disneyland. And, uh, I, I mean, there's not enough things you could say about it. Um, I, I will start off in saying that if you don't like Disney World, there, there's probably something going a little bit wrong. And I, I, I understand that may offend people, but really, Disney World is an ultimate vacation spot for all kinds of reasons. It's it encompasses family trips. You could go there as a couple. You could go there as friends. There is an endless thing, endless amount of things to do that you can do there. I mean, obviously, there's the theme parks themselves. That there's other things outside the theme parks. I mean, when I say theme parks, I'm also including the water parks that they have. They have outside areas where you can go for entertainment at nights. I mean, there's just an unbelievable amount of things that you can do. I mean, there, there's different budgeting options for how you want to have your experience. There's, there's so much to go into with this. And I, I guess I'll say, too, like, I mean, with Disney World, it's almost a better discussion of which theme parks are your favorite than whether it's a good vacation spot. And I know, Matt, you, you've been to Disney World before. Like, I guess as we dive into this, do you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, so I've been... I've vacationed in it, I believe, four times. I've been to it a couple other times, too, for work. I want to argue with you, but I really can't. It's just fantastic. Um, Somebody in your family, somebody in your life loves Disney. Um, And, you know, we love theme parks. We love rides. It hits on that. Maybe not to the extreme of some other theme parks, um, but there's something for everyone. And I I think there's something to be said for that. and it's interesting because all other nine on our list are like more actual cities or destinations. But to the same clip, Disney World is essentially its own city. It has its own police department, its own fire department. It's like yeah. a city within Orlando. So like, I love Disney. I want to go back. You know, I really the only downside I have to say is, you know, it does cost money. Yeah. But at the same time, it's easy to plan every single aspect of your day, which you may not like. So if you like spontaneity, maybe it's not the best place for you. Um, but if you're a planner like I am, like Nathan is, it, you're not going to have a bad time. That's true. And, and I think, yeah, the, one of the, the big drawbacks can be budget because it's an expensive place. I mean, they, they did have different tiers of you know places you can stay, stuff like that, and then Throughout the year, they offer different discounts. If you go during downtimes, you're more likely to be able to plan something depending on what kind of budget you're working with. But, I mean, overall, what you get is fantastic. From a customer service perspective, from all of their sponsored resorts to the theme parks themselves, I mean, they are so focused on customer service to where it's kind of like going back to like the Vegas point where they're really trying to cater everything about the place to you and making sure that you are constantly happy. And I mean, the maintenance of the parks is ridiculous. You'll never, you'll never see more than like two broken lights in a day. I mean, they, the, the, the speed at which they handle any type of maintenance issues is incredible. I think that goes underappreciated, especially with, I mean, how finicky theme parks can be when you think about them with all the different moving pieces you have. I mean, there's that, and then, I mean, even the resorts themselves, going back to like the, once again, the Vegas stuff, I mean, the resorts, they have their own restaurants, they have events going on to where, outside of the traditional entertainment options, there's all sorts of things you can do. I yeah, mean, I, I, think I mean, just, they're brilliant about, they are like one of the best businesses. So like, for disclaimer, I have stock in Disney, because I, I trust that company. So like, 
They do probably the best job of any vacation destination of keeping you in their ecosystem. So you arrive in Orlando, they take you on their bus. <laughs> they don't want you to get a rental car because they don't want you diverting anywhere. <laughs> they want to control that narrative. So they are taking you into the hotel so you can check in, immediately go to the parks, start spending money. As Nathan was saying, some of the hotels are actually pretty affordable. Some of the hotels are pretty affordable where they get you as the theme parks and the dining plans. Yep. But, you know, dining plans, I've done uh, trips with it. I've done trips without it. You know, I'm kind of mixed on it. So, like, I like the fact that you spend your money up front and you don't have to worry about spending money once you're there. Like, you have it and you have it all in this little magical bracelet that you wear around your wrist. However... Yeah, maybe they're earning some off of you. Maybe you don't fully use those credits to their potential. Maybe you don't need that much. Because it is quite a bit of food. You know, I actually went there with my wife last year on our honeymoon. And it was a lot of food. So like, maybe we didn't need that, but it's nice to not have to worry about it. Because I like to plan. So it's prepaid, you're done with it, and you're good to go. Um, but just the theming, it's great for all ages. And, you know, with people our age, you know, we're about 30. You know, a lot of... Our friends, you know, we all grew up on Disney, so we're hitting nostalgia, yeah. and then we're having kids. So the happiest it's just, place on earth. They have us in a loop. <laughs> I don't think it's going away. They have us in a loop. Well, it's because yeah, they find a way to appeal to the children, but they also have different activities that appeal to adults. I mean, they incorporate alcohol and different types of things that adults would be interested in, either in various parks or you know outside of the parks. I mean, they keep going. And I guess the last two things I'll say is one. I think maybe there's a future deep dive we could do on some of this stuff with uh, with Disney related topics, and maybe the talking about the rides or going forward and talking about more of the details of the parks. And then, I mean, it's it's that, and then two. I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, while you're in the area, if you really do want to kind of bust out of the Disney bubble, I mean, there, there's other things either in the Orlando area. You know itself, or well, I guess what I'm going at now is there's also Universal Studios in that area too, to where you could incorporate some of that stuff. If you're a huge Harry Potter fan, they have multiple Harry Potter theme parks there. So, I mean, there, there's other activities that you can incorporate too, to where if you want a little bit of a different flavor than just the the traditional Disney stuff. So, I think I think that really just adds to you know how much you could do in one trip to, yeah. to Disney World. So. It's very interesting because, you know, Disney World was your number one. Um, I almost, you know, I could have seen an argument for Orlando, Florida being your number one. Sure. Um, just because, you know, my two nerdy things are Star Wars and Harry Potter, and they're kind of both served <laughs> in Orlando. Um, but it, it's one of those things also, you know, that's how Disney takes a hold of you because they're like, you know what, no, you're not going to stay off-site because if you don't, you don't get the same FastPass benefits. <laughs> You don't get the same transportation benefits, and you got to pay for parking and other other things like that. So, like, they're, Disney is brilliant at that. Um, but yeah, no, if you can go do both Universal parks, fantastic. Uh, both of them, the Islands of Adventure and the regular Universal, go to both of them. Um, that, that's a great day. You can probably knock them up both out in one day, and you can ride the Hogwarts Express. I know that's a little sidebar, um, but yeah, fantastic. Have a butterbeer. Have a good time. All right. So I think we're definitely in agreement on that, number one. What is your number one worst vacation yeah. spot? So I'm almost mad we didn't end on yours because, you know, Disney World such a high point to end Yeah, I, looking back, we really should have. Yeah, so the, the number one worst <laughs> destination for you and or your family 
is Niagara Falls. And I want to stress Niagara Falls in New York because it's kind of split. So it's split between Canada, uh, Ontario, and the U.S. side. So a couple things. So maybe back in the day, maybe, you know, people our parents' age, it, it was different. But now it's so touristy. So like one, it's, it's still technically the honeymoon capital of the world. I don't really know why. So <laughs> what you're going to see is water falling over a cliff. And that can be regulated many different ways. Like you were saying with Disney World, you could go to Splash Mountain and you are falling over the cliff. <laughs> so like, why would you want to go out of your way to go see this water falling over a cliff on a boat and get wet? Why is that so magical? Why? I don't understand. Because when you get off board, you know what's awaiting you? Like the closest restaurant is a Hard Rock Cafe. Is that really speaking to you? You have so many fast food places right there. You know, you have your Chili's and Applebee's. It's so... They have made it a tourist trap. What is so magical about this freaking cliff? Okay, all right. Well, uh, Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley got got married technically at Niagara Falls. That was their backup plan. That was his plan C, if I recall it. No, no, it's plan B. Plan C was to marry her her a long time ago. You're right. I'm sorry. But, like, even Jim admitted it. You know, it was so kitschy and touristy nowadays it, it's just it, you know the, the size of the city doesn't really meet the demand so there aren't really very many lodging options so that causes the inflation rate uh rate higher with those um there's a better canadian side <laughs> so if you actually go into canada which is not you know in this podcast for everywhere you look so if you look at TripAdvisor. If you go to like even Yelp reviews and things like that, everyone says the Canadian side's prettier. The tourist or the town is actually more a town and not just like tourist destination. Um, that's a lot better. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. I'll piggyback. So I think something that needs to be said, and this kind of goes into this one as well as your Mount Rushmore selection, is when you think about. The amount of time you spend going to a place and the amount of payoff you get. Yep. So when you go to Mount Rushmore and basically the payoff is you, you, you see the sculpture or whatever the technical name for it is. And I mean, after however many minutes, you're, you're basically done. <laughs> You've completed the trip. I mean, like that's when, you go to, when you go to Niagara Falls, when you see the falls, I mean, you're there for a few minutes or so. And it, pretty much after that, You've seen it. You've taken in the magic. It's never going to be that good again. To where you, you spend a lot of time. To where one, I it, kind of going back into something that we've said a lot is it, it varies how great a location can be regarding whether you I guess go go to whether you're incorporated into another trip or not, or is this the focal point of your trip? And this this is something that would definitely not make a focal point of my trip at any point. It would be something that is mildly out of the way at most based on whatever my traveling plans are. Yeah, so kind of to piggyback on that, you know, the only time I would justify it is, you know, we're both big football fans. So, like, you know, half an hour away is Buffalo. So, like, if we went to a Bill's Mafia tailgate, you know, one weekend, and we're like, you know what, hey. slamming through tables. Yeah, you know, we're slamming ourselves through flaming tables, which is on my bucket list. I do want to go in a blistering cold day. To Buffalo, and I do want to go to a tailgate, and I want to just get slammed through a Walmart table. But like, <laughs> then okay, fine, we'll go justify for an hour or two going to see it. 
But most people aren't doing that. So, like, there's really nothing else. You know, what are you going to go do? Eat the original buffalo wing and then justify going up there? It's not convenient to get up there. It's not cheap. Flying into Buffalo or even flying into Niagara is not... It's it's an endeavor. You know, I I think looking at it right now, I think we're pretty much in agreement on these number ones. Because, I mean, one, we both love Disney World as a big spot. And then here on the worst, it's... With Niagara Falls, I mean, yeah, when you put the cost-benefit analysis into uh, into play it, it really doesn't hold up it's, it, it's not <laughs> it worth doesn't. your money like i said if you're for whatever reason in the area or if you have to see it tie it to something in buffalo don't just go there for that all right so i think now we're really wrapping up the list we can go into anything that you think i missed or vice versa and and really i guess i'll i'll say is on your list there's an endless, this kind of is almost like what we have with the TV shows. There's an endless amount of places that you shouldn't go to vacation. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at the places I wrote down are uh, Detroit, Cleveland, and Baltimore, which I don't think we really need to discuss why these would not be appealing places to go. Now, okay, so real, just real quick off the cuff comments. Baltimore, I get, there's lots of crime. However, there's Jimmy's famous, you know, seafood, and I love crab. So yes, I'd go there. Um, Cleveland, don't they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Okay. And aren't they close to Cooperstown? It's like, so, couldn't you knock a couple of those out? This is what I'll say. If you if you want to hear my points on Cleveland, go to YouTube. If you've somehow never seen it, there is the hastily made Cleveland tourism video. And there's also the Hastily Made Cleveland Tourism video, second attempt. Go watch those. Those will explain a lot of uh, why Cleveland specifically as a destination aren't great. And then uh, I think that's, that. I mean, it's really odd to add to yours. I mean, because like I said, you can think of a lot of places that you wouldn't go to a vacation. You can pretty much name most cities in the U.S. and nobody would think of them as a vacation spot necessarily. So I think that, that kind of goes without saying. Um, but then I guess really... What I will add is on honorable mentions for mine that didn't make the list. I mean, I was actually thinking of San Francisco as potentially making <laughs> my best list. Obviously, made yours on the the worst side for different reasons. But I love San Francisco. Um, I guess Boston, Washington D.C., Philadelphia, especially for the historical value and some of the things they had. Those were ones I considered, which I kind of roped in a little bit with my New York City uh, vacation spot at number five. Um, the last two that I, were, I was thinking of is kind of with the Grand Canyon. Um, if you're if you're wanting to see other cool natural landscapes or different things, Alaska was another place I was having in mind. Where I mean, there's lots of great cruises and other types of adventures you can take in Alaska. Where I mean, it doesn't get enough credit for what's worth. And then the last thing I was thinking of was Chicago, and that's for, a cool city. I mean, for, for best, yeah. Okay. I mean, th- there's a lot of things you see from a city. I mean, similar to New York. Where there, there's a lot of stuff you can do, but I mean, also they have cool one-off things. Like, for for example, they have the coolest science museum I've ever seen in my life, and I think that probably holds true. So, I mean, if museums are a thing for for you, I mean, go see the science museum at Chicago. That it, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. So you know, on, on my side, you know, a couple dishonorable mentions. I, I, I guess <laughs> you know things that just missed the list. So. L.A., you know, again, it's so touristy. So what are you going to go do? Are you going to go shop in Beverly Hills 
Are you going to go fight bums to look at, you know, the Walk of Fame? Do you really want to see Kevin Hart's <laughs> prints on a sidewalk that badly? <laughs> you know, so what, what are you doing okay. now? Are, are going back to the, uh, the Times Square comment I made where I think it's something you should do once. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not a lot of times but once, but how about L.A. for some of those sites, you know, it being like a one-time event? Would you think they'd have merit from that standpoint? Where it's not something you're going to consistently go to as a vacation spot, but it's something you should see once in your life. I just can't think, like, if I said, hey, Nathan, we have one weekend, and we're going to go to L.A., like, what is the highlight of that weekend? What is the thing that gets us excited to go do or see? What is it? I mean, Is it, is it the new stadium they spent on for the Rams and the Chargers? I don't think that does it. We could like walk around doing fake Valley Girl accents. That might be kind of cool for a little bit. Would it? <laughs> well, no. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So, like, nothing there seems exciting to me. And then it's like, okay, so we have that one. Uh, Seattle was also a dishonorable mention. Dis- for me. That was one that I was actually thinking about, maybe for the best. But I haven't been to Seattle, and I can't confirm a lot of my opinions of it. So that that was one that. I had in contention at one point, but I, I, I can't speak strongly enough to Yeah, agree. so one, it's super expensive. So almost like San Francisco, not to the extreme, but it's it's gotten real tech and real... The disparity between you know the lower class and the upper class has gotten really high. Um, it rains almost more than any city <laughs> in the country, yeah. so the weather's not going to be great when you go there. You know, the biggest draws are like the Space Needle. Is that really that exciting to you? You know, they have the fish markets... Which are cool, you know. They're the home of like you know Microsoft and Nintendo to an extent, but like, and like Starbucks, and Starbucks. Once. But like, is that really exciting you? You going down there? To- I'd like to see the fish markets once. I mean, and I also know apart from Starbucks, they they do have some coffee tours that you can do there of more local places because apparently. Even outside Starbucks, the, the the coffee culture is is pretty strong there. So that I mean, that would be worth it for a couple hours. I don't know what else you could. I guess so. You know, I love coffee, but I'm not. I'm not a Starbucks coffee kind of person. I'm like brew your own coffee for like ten cents and save the money. Um, trying to think. Last one, the one that almost made that I'm actually mad that didn't make your list. It it may be kind of controversial. Is uh, DC. So Washington DC, um, mainly because if you're going there, you know, and you love history like I do, or if you have a family. There's lots of things to do that don't really cost a lot. So almost almost all the museums don't cost anything to view. You have all the monuments, memorials. Uh, right down the road, you, you know, you have the Arlington uh, Arlington the Museum, Cemetery. the cemetery, yeah. which I've, I've been to with my wife. Um, so it's a very low-cost city in that regard. Now, food is very expensive in that city, and that's fine. Um, and getting around, for the most part, you, you're either walking a lot, uh, which is a lot of walking. It's very underestimated. Uh, when I went there with my wife, I, I didn't understand how much walking it would be. It seems like, oh, it's all <laughs> in one square. You know, from the White House to like the uh, Jefferson Memorial. It's a lot it's of like, holy, to that square. Holy crap, that's a lot of walking. But Because uh, we went around Labor Day and it was still hot. So maybe in the winter it's not that bad. But um, still low cost in that regard. Lots of history. You know, we saw uh, Ford's Theater. You know, where Abraham Lincoln was shot. So, like, lots of cool things to do. Um, and I feel like, you know, that doesn't get enough love. But, like I said, I, I, I do get it. You know, even, you know, all cool parts of history. Like, you know, 
the war memorials, whether it's Vietnam War, Korean War, things like that. Um, so that would have made probably my list. Yeah, I won't contest that. And that that's why kind of, especially that number five with New York. I mean, New York obviously has a lot of the touristy locations, but historical value, it doesn't have the stuff that a place like Washington, D.C. Or, or Boston would offer if you're wanting to take in more historical types, locations, those types of things. So, I mean, Washington, D.C., I, I think it's very fair to, to put in that top five because it, it really dominates that category from a historical perspective. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think, I think we got the list down pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with what we've ended up with here on, on really both the best and the worst side, honestly. I think, I think we've been pretty in sync today. I, I think we gave people a good idea of what to do and what not to do domestically. So yeah. I, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I think that's all we got for you guys this time. Until next time, finish your beer, and uh, we'll rank some other stuff.